It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. From the kids to Aunt Sue, keep your whole family connected on all their devices with crowd-pleasing gig-speed internet from Xfinity. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. Actual speed vary and not guaranteed. everybody this is Stan Wangland think you know who I am I'm one of the hosts of the people under the stairs I'm not the spooky guy I got in trouble again this week with the producer you know and somebody actually asked me they said do you really have a producer <laughs> yes we really have a producer there is somebody who actually wants to invest time and money in yours truly and PJ Paul Caden my co-host this is a very amazing guy He's really a good guy. He's out there doing investigations all the time. He's doing all kinds of things. He likes the theremin music I played last time. And we have a special guest today. And that's Kat Ward. She has a wonderful show called Paranormal Heart, amongst other things. And you got to check her show out. It's fantastic. We love it. Uh, we've tried to have it here a number of times. And because I had not been feeling well, I screwed that up. But Paul and Kat uh, have are already in the field uh they're working out there and they're doing some paranormal investigating i'm not allowed to do that yet i'm not cleared by my physician for my kidney yet to do that's dangerous stuff so i'm gonna see if they're out there they're on they're on, they're on their phones and i'll see if they're out there paul paul are you there I'm barely here, Stan. I'm investigating a horde of the living dead in the cemetery right down from your road. You are? It is, it is hell on wheels out here tonight, brother. Oh, man. And the weather is terrible. And Cat is out all the way in Cat Ward from Paranormal Heart. Check it out. It's a great show. Subscriptions are going through the roof. <laughs> or so I'm told. <laughs> she is out in Canada. You know, a nice country, not like America's America. She's way out there in Canada. She's in the woods. She's doing spooky stuff. Cat, Cat, are you out there? Hey, I think I'm picking up some EVPs. Or is that you, Stan? That's me. 
Thank you so much for coming on the show, Pat. And thank you for, uh, you know, taking a step down in the podcasting world by letting me do calling your name out for the beginning of the show. I only do that with special people. It just tickles me. I can't help it. I love it. I love it, too. Thank you for having me. Oh, I thank you for being so patient, uh, you know, uh, and agreeing to be a guest on the show because I love your show. Thank you. Oh, really, it's a great show, and you have great guests on your show. Uh, And for those people out there, listen to episode 21 with Dixie Cryptid. Wow, it's a good episode. And your buddy Steve from 13 Past Midnight. Man, great shows. And there's a whole bunch of other great people. Everybody on those 21 episodes that I've I've listened to is fantastic. So thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Again, Paul is here, and I hijacked the show from Paul. (laughs) But... uh, we do have a cat here who is a very uh, experienced paranormal podcaster. She knows everybody in the business uh, and then some, it seems. And is a, is a person who uh, is very knowledgeable about, about things paranormal, uh, which will surprise you. And, and again, it's one of the reasons you have to tune into her shows and read more about her in person. But Kat, can you just tell us, and Paul and I, and then I'm going to let Paul get into your thing that you wanted to talk about tonight shadow people in the hat man mm-hmm. can you tell us a little something about you just for a minute or two just to, to give people a frame of reference and, and then i'm going to turn it over to paul sure um i'm originally from the east coast of canada in a province called new brunswick i'm now living in the ottawa valley in ontario canada and uh, the first experience that i remember having i was living in a three-story apartment building with my parents i have no siblings we're up on the third story and very very creepy building it's the type of building where in the basement they used to have a coal furnace to heat the building so i don't know how old the building was but it was pretty old but by the time we moved into it it was um electric heat um but from the age of about five to about 12 years old uh, the in my room i would always encounter this hat man and he was about four four feet tall though because normally the hat man's tall and skinny, mm-hmm. but this guy was four feet tall. So um, I don't know what the difference is. I had some psychics tell me that they thought he was my guardian protecting me because he never used to pay attention to me. He'd just go around the room, you know, just ignoring me. But of course, I scared the bejesus out of me every every time yeah. I saw him. And I had a big walk-in closet and I used to always tell my, my parents, you know, the man in the closet, the man in the closet. and um, it just, you know, freaked me out. And when, the first time I heard anybody else talk about the Hat Man, I was listening to a podcast called um, Paratruth Radio, and I messaged mm-hmm. one of the messaged one of the co-hosts, uh, Justin Cancellari, and said, "Hey, just heard your show about your guest talking about the Hat Man. I had an encounter as well, but it was a short one." So he says, "You got to watch this video." He sends me this video from YouTube. I think I had sent it to you before. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. This this guy had reenacted what he saw as a child as well and it was the shorter version and when i saw that i had all these feelings of terror just like i had when i was a kid it, it was him i could not believe it and i thought this was amazing other people have seen this this short hat man as well so yeah after that it just intrigued me and you hear all kinds of stories of shadow people and the hat man now but uh, like I said, not too many of the short ones. It's usually the tall ones. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what, what, Paul? Why don't you jump in here? Because I, I'll, I'll ask twenty-six million questions, and <laughs> you're kind of an expert on this. Who me? I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, it, this is really funny that you're talking about seeing a four-foot hat man, because right before we were doing the show, I was recalling an experience from my childhood and I was like you know I wonder you know when I'm on cat show if she wants to talk about this or we should all talk about it together at one point but now it it feeds right into this you know your story mm-hmm. now I'll I'll try to keep this somewhat brief uh, and, and not not hijack but I was probably in the second grade and it was a Saturday night me and my brother shared a room. We slept, you know, in this big, uh, you know, twin bed. And um, 
I woke up in the middle of the night and I, I felt kind of anxious and I, I sat up in the bed and I thought I was bleeding because there was something that kept like running into my eyes, like obscuring my vision. And I would wipe at it, but there was nothing on my hand. And at one point I, I went to wipe it away and I look into the room and this sounds funny, but here is something that looks like the devil, but he's four foot tall. Hmm. Horns, tail, and he, he's sitting at a chessboard. And on the other side of the chessboard is this other four foot tall being. I can't see his face. He's completely dark, but he has a hat. And this experience was was very bizarre. And people could say, well, you were a kid, you were hallucinating, maybe mm -hmm. you had uh, a fever. Because as I'm as I'm watching this, uh, the room is filled with these little fluorescent, fiery like gargoyles running all over the place. I'm thinking to myself, what what's happening? You know, I I, I turn to wake up my brother, and I look at him, and he's laying in the bed. He has no face. He's Whoa. just laying, making these snorting noises. So I become terrified, and I think to jump out of bed, run into my parents' room. And at that moment, there's a dresser next to the bed and this bird who's also about four foot tall. He's very fuzzy. You can't see his face, but he has a long bill like a duck. And he's walking out next to the bed and just looking at me. So there's all this bizarre stuff going on. The, the, the whole hmm. thing, I yell for my mother. I call her. If she comes, she turns on the light. Everything just kind of vanishes. Yep. Again, one could say... You were hallucinating. Maybe you had a fever. Maybe you ate something that night. But here's the thing, guys. And I never knew this until I told my brother about it maybe a day or two later. He had the same exact experience years before. The bird next to the dresser, the fiery little demons running around the room, uh, his devil was not four foot tall, though. He was a regular size, but everything was exactly the same. And I never knew that. I never heard that story. I, he never told me about this until I told him he, he was, you know, we were kids. He was in shock. He was like, I had that same thing we, before we moved. We lived in a house. We called it the greenhouse because it was a greenhouse. He's like, when we lived in the greenhouse, I woke up one night and, you know, here's the devil. And there was this and there was that. Hmm. And. Uh, you know, same exact thing. So it, it it makes me wonder, you know, hearing your story, hearing somebody else sees a four foot hat man. Uh, what is it? Is there something that, that comes into people's rooms at night, particularly when they're young? And what does it want? Is it is it there to instill some kind of fear? Is it there to make us curious? Is it, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's a very interesting uh, concept to me. And uh, your story, I had goosebumps when you said that because I was like, wow. <laughs> I think I have an idea when you mentioned the greenhouse, though. For you, Paul. Oh, why? What's that? A lot of lead paint that was in there. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could, it, it could be. That's that's fascinating stuff. What to go back to cats thing, Paul, and, and it can relate to yours. I'm, I'm I'm curious again. How old were you again, Cat? Did you say when you first saw this Hat Man? Uh, between the ages of five and twelve. And after we moved from that apartment building, I never saw him again. You never saw him again. It was five no. and twelve. Now, yep. and you were and you and you were wide awake when you saw him. Yep. How, how do you now? I'm, I'm I'm not playing a skeptic with you. I just wanted to know, and it's a method of questioning people. Uh, how did you? Know, how do you know that you were wide awake when you saw the Hat Man? What would make you say you were wide awake? Oh, gee, that's a good question. It is. I don't know. Okay. Hmm. Uh, it's like when you say to somebody, and they say it's one, it was one o'clock, and you say, "How do you know it was one o'clock?" And they'll say, "Well, I heard a bell ring in the background." You know. Hmm. 
whatever happened. But you're, uh, the, you, you saw the hat man on multiple occasions, right? Yes. I would yeah. call out to my parents all the time, but I could have been calling out my sleep, too. I never really thought of that, but I don't feel like I was asleep. Well, then, you, you know, and, and I'm not going to say that you were asleep. I mean, there would be a good reason you would feel that you weren't asleep. I mean, people usually remember a dream specifically as a dream uh, or they say, well, I was in a, you know, I, I, I know I wasn't awake because it wasn't clear anything, but you were really clear in your head mm-hmm. when you saw it. Did you, see would, a, did you see a face on the hat man? No, it was all black, uh, no features at all. And it was kind of like, uh, like a, I think it's called a bolero hat. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? And I don't know if it was a trench coat or if it was a cloak, but it was something long. Um, but I saw no features. Some people would say the tall one had glowing eyes and they try to go for them you know i saw nothing like that there was no features at all now what would make you say he was four feet i'm just curious what would give you the idea was four feet was i i I can think of some reasons why you might say that but i'm not going to put the ideas in your head what made you think he was four feet because i was comparing him to my dressers see that's what makes a believable answer that's what makes a believable answer, just what you said. Like I would say, oh, well, he was in the doorway about two-thirds of the way up there. The doorway is about eight or, you know, eight or ten mm-hmm. feet, whatever, you know. Uh, and now, had you ever, when, during this period from, like, when you were between five and 12, I'm just curious, were you, was there any uh, terrible problems with your family that you could no. disclose? Or you, you weren't going through any traumatic events or any health problems? No. You weren't having problems in school or with your brothers and sisters or I have no I have no siblings and um I had a very happy childhood okay yeah so there would be no reason to kind of cry out for attention or to get scared or to have some kind of a problem like that I don't think so um only child but my mother was from a family of 13 and the youngest child was only two years older than I so I would I was very close with her I had all kinds of cousins you know uh, mm-hmm. always, always had people around me. So, um, yeah, it, it, oh, there was one night though, my father, he's trying to calm me down one night. Cause we used to do all the, the regular things, walk mm-hmm. in the closet, see, there's nothing there. Look under the bed. There's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day we're standing in my walk-in closet and my father says, see, there's nothing here during the day that isn't here at night. It's cutting into your exercise time. <clears throat> it's stabbing you in the back nine. <clears throat> And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. From the kids to Aunt Sue. Keep your whole family connected on all their devices with crowd-pleasing gig-speed internet from Xfinity. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Learn more about gig-speed internet or other popular plans now with even more speed. Enjoy faster downloads and a better streaming experience today. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for a great offer. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. And I looked at him and my eyes got big and I said, you mean he's here in the daytime too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my yeah. father says, I was afraid of the daylight in my room for the longest time. Mm-hmm. He was trying mm-hmm. to reassure me and it didn't work. <laughs> uh-huh. Did you ever suffer as a kid from, uh, did you ever suffer from sleep deprivation or anything else like that? Or no. From sleeping? No, not that were I recall. You, were you scared of the hat man? Did he scare you? or? Oh yeah, or? he terrified me. I don't know why, because like I said, he never paid any attention to me. Uh, he'd just walk around the room like he was just looking for something, but he never paid attention to me. But just because it was this, this shadow in my room, just, you know, and my being a child just freaked me out. Were your parents religious or is your family religious? Did you go to church or? Yes, we went to church. My mother, uh, my mother was very uh, French Catholic. My mother was very, very religious. Um, She would have the prayer beads and you read from the Bible. And um, I would go to church every uh, sometimes Friday night or Saturday nights. Mm. What do you think about that, Paul? I mean, you know, you know, I know just a little bit about the shadow people and it says, you know, sometimes, you know, these things are, you know, these supernatural entities are 
considered to be like demons. Am I correct with that? Yeah, that that's what some hypothesize that there are uh, demons that are there to, you know, frighten people or, or bring, you know, some kind of darkness into their lives. But right. I don't know the fact that, that it, you know, he was just looking around the room, you know, maybe maybe it wasn't the hat man, hat man. Maybe it was maybe it was someone's spirit. If I, I'm wondering if maybe a child had passed away in that house or in that room. I never had the impression that it was a child. I always felt like it was a, a man, but he was short. Um, right. But who knows? I, like I said, I couldn't see any features. Mm. That's really interesting. What do you think? Um, what do you think, uh, Kat? One of the things that I've read sometimes, and I know Paul has talked about this before in different things, is that shadow people may be extra, you know, like an extra dimensional mm-hmm. and you know, that that you might be occupying the same space mm-hmm. from different dimensions at the same time. I've heard that, too. Yeah. What, what's your, you know, what's your, what's your speculation now as a full-grown adult and everything else like that? I mean, you're a parent, you're a wife, you're a mother, all those kind of things. It's many, many years later. What do you think it is or was? I have no idea. And it's been it, he's haunted my my mind ever since. And I don't mean haunted where I'm being yeah. haunted. The, he's never left my mind. Even before I started listening to paranormal podcasts and stuff, I always wondered, who is he? Where is he from? What did he want? Just so yeah. many questions in that apartment building's not there anymore because I, as a paranormal investigator, I would love to go back and investigate that building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it close by where you live now? No, it's in New Brunswick, and I'm in Ontario, so it's a couple of provinces away. It's at least a 16-hour drive. Mm-hmm. What, wow. have other pe- what have other people said on your show to you about the shadow people that might have been uh, of interest to you or the view- or the listeners out here tonight? I haven't had too many people talk about the shadow uh, man or the hat person or shadow people on my show yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I plan on having one gentleman. He's um, in the process of writing a book on the, the hat man. And he has heard about the short version as well. So I'm interested to see what he has to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Paul? What thoughts do you have? You know, what, what do you... What do you think about this? Do you think it relates to the story that uh, that was giving you goosebumps about the little gargoyles floating around and the, the small demons and things you think is a similar kind of experience? I do, because if you really look into this, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of kids and a lot of people. Uh, actually, if you if you look at it, people who are near death, who always see these very small, these very short people or figures hmm in the room or outside of the room. I remember my aunt before uh, she had passed away and she was an invalid. She was in a hospital bed all of her life, a wheelchair. And uh, before she went in the hospital and passed away, she, she had gotten pneumonia and uh, we were over at my grandmother's house, you know, helping take care of her. And she called my mother in the room and she said, you know, the living room was right off of her bedroom. There was these big French doors and, you know, you could see right into the living room. And she asked my mother, she said, who's that little man standing behind the coffee table? Mm. She said, what little man? She said, there's a little man standing behind the uh, the coffee table like he's trying to hide. Tell him to come out. Make him come out. I, w- I want to see him. Who is that little man? So kids and people who are near death often see these very short figures. That's interesting. And, uh, yeah, it makes you wonder, uh, you know, are they just something that we catch glimpses of, like Stan said, you know, occupying the same space? Mm-hmm. I don't get a good feeling from them, though. You know, it, it's kind of creepy. It's kind of creepy to me. And there's actually, if you look into it, there's an old, it's like a nursery rhyme, a poem. I saw a little man by the stairs today, but he wasn't there today. And it's actually based on the sightings people have of like these little short uh, beings, creatures and people. Hmm. So that's creepy shit. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I've always asked my kids if they've uh, ever seen him and they said no, which I'm happy. Do, do, yeah. do you know what I, do you know what I think? The more I listen to stories like this and uh, 
you know, when I picture the profession that I've spent over four decades in my life, I mean, you know, people having delusions and hallucinations and, you know, being controlled by other things. I mean, that's a common thing mm-hmm. when people, you know, uh, you know, somebody's controlling me, you know, or I, this is for another planet or nobody else can see this or whatever. And these are not these kinds of stories from, you know, reputable people and sane people like yourself and Paul. Uh, you know, you have to say, like, what what game do you get out of telling this thing? You're not making mm-hmm. money that you're not you're not uh, having people making you famous for it. You, you know, what's the reason for it? You you, you have attention, obviously, in, in a lot of other ways. So attention seeking wouldn't be the answer. The more I look at this, I think the more this is related to. um I guess I would call it parapsychology, but not really, not really. I would really call it advanced neuroscience. And I think all of this stuff or the majority of this stuff we're going to find has to do with the differences that people have in consciousness. And consciousness only means being aware of things. Mm And um, as a psychologist, when you study consciousness, it's like, you know, you're going to hear a certain noise before I do. It makes it what they call a JND, a just noticeable difference to you. You're more perceptive. You have a better power of sensation. And I think with people with these kind of extraordinary events, whether it be a shadow person or whatever it is, I think it's the, the, just what it says. It's an extrasensory perception. It's mm-hmm. an extra level an extra sensitivity of consciousness for one reason or another you might be more open to it it might be a genetic predisposition it may be some whole series of factors which gives you the skill and uh, somebody else doesn't have it like you know like if you could run faster than somebody else you know yeah and um it's amazing stuff and and you know sometimes people say come on you, you can't seriously mean that but when you and I look at a glass or a cup, we'll both say we can both see that glass or cup. You know, you can see that cup of coffee. But if we were if we if we were in the quantum world of quantum mechanics, the world of the very small, mm-hmm. there is no cup here. There's no cup. It's it's a whole universe of tiny particles. Hmm. There's no cup. It's only when you're a human being and you have the perception that a human being has and you're conscious and you see it. And I don't mean to get lost in the weeds. I think a lot of these things are like that. You know, a lot of these things are like that. And uh, do you have other abilities where you feel that like maybe you're very sensitive or more aware or um, you you have other kinds of sensations that uh, maybe are extraordinary compared to the average person? Yeah, I've always been uh, sensitive all my life. Uh, runs in the family on both sides. And um, like go. my mom, she used to say that she used to be able to talk to her grandfather and they wouldn't even be in the same building. And she mm-hmm. thought it was normal. She'd tell her friends and they'd be like, what are you talking about? So when he passed away, apparently he went to talk to her and she went to wake up her parents. And they said, what are you talking about? He's at the hospital. She says, no, he passed away and he came to say goodbye. Um mm-hmm. So a few minutes later, the phone rings at the hospital just to say that her grandfather passed away and then just kind of looked at my mom like, OK, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we um, it's I can always sense if there's something bad around um, this. I find this very, very interesting. I consider I don't consider myself psychic. I consider myself sensitive. I don't hear or or see things. I just know things sometimes and i'm also very sensitive to the weather i get weather migraines and i've noticed that other people who are sensitive are also sensitive to the barometric pressure change mm-hmm. um i can pick up um uh, a thunderstorm at least three hours away um i detected a tornado before the weather people announced that there was going to be a tornado here in ontario uh, quite a few years ago um mm-hmm. it, it's just amazing but i don't know if you're aware i think i'd sent you that um a Ghost in the Machine article on uh, mm-hmm. infrasound. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever a storm is approaching, uh, right up, right before the storm with wind, 
there is infrasound and that's what you have some animals pick up on that and that's why some animals are very sensitive and they start freaking out and you're like oh okay there must be a, a you know a storm coming it's the infrasound that they're picking up on so yeah. i don't know if people that are sensitive are, are picking up on the infrasound or if it's the barometric pressure or if there's a correlation between all of it uh, it's something that i want to do more research on because it's very fascinating to me yeah, those, that's what I was talking about. Those are mm-hmm. differences in sensation and perception, mm-hmm. the different levels of, levels of consciousness, and see so you relate those. How about you, Paul? What do you think about all this? Yeah, I've been sensitive all my life as well, and and I, I agree. I've been you know sensitive to the weather. Mm-hmm. I can walk into a place if, if a place <laughs> is overcrowded. Uh, it feels like I'm picking up too much, too much energy or like yep. radio static. And it just makes me anxious. I get, I got to get away from it. Like malls. Mm-hmm. I can't go to malls at places before bad things have happened. So yeah, I, I definitely pick up on the environment, the weather, the same thing. I could tell when there's a storm coming hours before it even hits, I'll, I'll just feel it. I get that electrical stuff, as you well know, all the light bulb. Uh, my, my wife yells at me all the time. She says, would you stop it already? <laughs> because I, my other home that I had, we actually had the electrician there three times. So, you know, different boxes rewiring the house it never gets fixed. We move into another house and it's the same thing. Uh, if I get any anything exciting, fun or particularly upsetting, uh, light bulbs just just burn out all over the place. Wow! And there's a term for that, electrogenesis or something. I, I just found it a few weeks ago and, and hmm. through, through things. And uh, I, you know, that and I don't know what kind of extrasensory perception it would be, but it's it, you know, it's um, I'll get a feeling about people. I get the classic thing where I get like a video clip in my head. Mm-hmm. It's very short. Like I'm having one for you right now, and I don't explain them. I. I you know, sometimes they're right. And this is, yeah, I'm going to take a chance right on air. I, it's, for some reason, I'm getting an image from you, something about a pair of shoes, a box of shoes. A box of shoes. Shoes, sore mm. feet, uh, something with shoes, shoes in a box. Yeah, I do have problems with my feet. <laughs> oh, well, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's how it goes. Huh. I, I'm, just, Interesting. I'm, just see, I'm just seeing you. And I'm not fooling around with this. I'm actually seeing something, and it's like a doctor's shoals <laughs> insert or something. And I, I've done this where it's been like crazy with people. So how would you possibly know that about you know something uh, you know uh, uh, about an issue? But that's how it comes. They're not always right, mm. but they're not things that you just kind of pull out of the air that are common things. You know? I get that with people too. I'll be chatting with them online and all of a sudden I see a spe- specific color and I will Google the shade and I'll send it to them. I'll say, I'm seeing this particular shade. Does it mean anything to you? And then I'll start seeing, you know, other other things. And they're like, yeah, wow, you're, this is really accurate. It's not anything I can control. It just happens. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, but when it does, yeah. man, it's strong. Mm-hmm. Paul how, about, Paul, how about you with shadow people? Now, Kat says she hasn't met a lot of people with the shadow people or anything. Have, have you met a number of people with this or just a few or, or what? Well, before we uh, delve into that, I, I just Googled that poem really quick. It's, it's yeah. entitled, I Met a Man Who Wasn't There. And it's by Hughes Mearns, I believe it is. Oh, can you send that to me? I will. Thank you. It's, it's relatively short. It says, yesterday, yesterday upon the stair, I met a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. I wish, I wish he'd go away. When I came home last night at three, the man was waiting there for me. But when I looked around the hall, I couldn't see him there at all. Go away, go away. Don't you come back anymore. Go away, go away. And please don't slam the door. Last night I saw upon the stair a little man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. Oh, how I wish he'd go away. I like that poem for some reason. <laughs> it's creepy, but I like it. I don't know. It sounds like a poem about my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> saw a woman on the stair. <laughs> oh, why, oh, why, oh, Lord, was she there? <laughs> that's not spooky i'm not supposed to make you laugh that was very that was a, that's a good poem paul mm. but uh, what 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 are your what are your findings with other things paul do you, you know, now have you met other people 
uh, you know, like Cat has had a limited repertoire of people with uh, shadow people. Have, have you met more of them? I might have asked this question a couple of times. Yeah, I, I did a video on YouTube. Um, I put some a lot of my podcasts on there, and I did one on shadow people and the grinning man, who is another one. Uh, he's kind of like the hat man, but he has a clear face and he has a very big, like ear to ear grin that people say is very malevolent and very disturbing. And when I did the, the podcast about shadow people, a whole lot of people emailed and commented and said that they had had, had uh, experiences with the shadow man, the shadow people, sleep paralysis. And uh, some people say it still goes on to this day, you know, since they were children that uh, every once in a while, it's almost like alien abduction. You know, they'll, they'll wake up, can't move. There's the shadow people. And some people hypothesize that there's some kind of being that feeds on fear when we're afraid, when we're very anxious, they somehow feed on or enjoy that, that energy or that sensation that we're putting out. But who knows, you know, they're, they're definitely a mystery. I don't think, uh, they don't sound like they're good guys, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no. and, uh, but, a, but a lot of people say, and it's, there's also a documentary. I don't know if you ever saw it on Netflix. It's called the nightmare. Have you ever seen that cat? No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Oh, go to Netflix and look up the nightmare. It's, it's a documentary all about, uh, three or four people who had, uh, experiences with shadow people all of their lives and how terrifying it was. Oh, wow. Yeah. Definitely. have to check that out. And uh, a lot of people say, of course, you know, when they're religious, they say when they call on God or on the name of Jesus, that it immediately stops. Mm -hmm. So I I find that very interesting, too, because Mm. as me and Stan were uh, talking about alien abduction on one of the podcasts, and a lot of ufologists say this and only some talk about it because this is already, you know, a, a very peculiar subject that they're talking about and investigating, you know, being abducted by aliens or, you know, something in a spaceship. But it's the same scenario. A lot of religious people and and even non-religious ufologists have come across people when they call, you know, call out to God or call on the name of Christ Mm -hmm. that again, it it immediately stops. I've heard that. So, you know, you know, that that brings back the idea. Is it something that we would call demonic? You know. And that may be something that we just label that. You know, you, you guys have me thinking, by the way, and Kat, I, I know that you've heard a couple of our shows, but one of the shows that um, we did early on was the Augusta, meaning Augusta, Georgia, Poltergeist. And that's a, yes. now. So you listen to that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, that is, a. you know, I'm always full of fun and I like to kid around and everything, uh, even though this is a, a paranormal channel and we like things to get a little spooky and everything else like that. But uh, I have to tell you that for the uh, six weeks that that was going on, uh, I used to walk the dog with a knife strapped to my leg. A thir- uh, actually, it was a, a, a thirty-eight uh, Ruger Blackhawk uh, pistol that I had strapped to my ankle, and I had a Colt three fifty-seven Python. Wow! That I yeah. You're packing. I was packing. I was packing uh, because when the uh, Augusta State Trooper came and cocked and locked uh, his M1 carbine and said, you know, you're allowed to, to carry it in Georgia and the United States. Uh, you, you don't, you know, it wasn't a concealed carry. You can open carry any kind of weapon. And he said to me, do you have any guns? And I said, yeah, I'm a packing. And he said, would you follow me in the woods? <laughs> When's the last time you ever heard that from a police yeah. officer? Yeah, I, I actually said, chuckled when I heard that. Yeah, I'm not kidding you. And uh, uh, I used to have to go to, to, to sleep at night. You know, my wife and I would go to bed at night. We would take the dresser and put two dressers in front of the bedroom door. And, uh, you know, and then I'm sleeping with guns under the pillow. Now, I'm a psychologist at the time. I'm a supervising staff psychologist working at Augusta hmm. Regional Hospital. Uh, that's pretty scary shit. But the thing that I'm thinking about with the shadow people is I never saw this thing. But when it first appeared, and Paul has probably heard this story too many times, the guy I was having a a smoke with downstairs uh, was a captain in the Army. And he saw this black shadow come out of the um, edge of the woods. And he said, hey, watch it. And that's when, you know, what, what looked like a BB or a 
a pellet or whatever it was or a stone hit the downstairs glass window and, and you know, shot a hole through it. Hmm. So it was pretty crazy stuff, including the tree bursting into flames, uh, you know, a couple of days later in uh, broad daylight, uh, as I'm talking to a friend of mine. But the person was a shadow figure, and I've, I've never put two and two together until this moment. Hmm. I've always thought, you know, some kind of poltergeist or some entity or whatever. But do I, I guess I besides telling the story, not to just have a story, I have a question with that. Do shadow people allegedly do those kinds of things that happen to me? In oh. that story, Paul? It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. No, I've never heard of shadow people um, vandalizing, writing messages on walls, or throwing things. They generally just show up in people's rooms during sleep paralysis and... Mm -hmm. They sometimes threaten them a lot of times when the person is in sleep paralysis. They'll mm. say things, do you know who I am? You're going to die, you know, weird things like that. But never have I heard of shadow people that would like attack or, or do those kind of things that you, you talked about in your poltergeist experience. Well, that's good to know then. That, that's good to know. You know, that, that would make sense. That would make sense. You know, uh, since, you know, this is like a conversation around the dinner table, right? Or over <laughs> a few beers or a glass of wine or whatever. At least that's the way I like to look at it. Actually, Kat, I have a question for you that's not related to shadow people. But sure. maybe in your shows, you've done so many uh, that I've heard and you've been a guest on other people's shows. What's one of the scariest um, either experiences that you've had in real life of the paranormal or one of the scariest uh, stories that you've heard from somebody on your show? Um, I would have to say it was an experience. It was an investigation that the team that I'm with, it, they're called Canadian Supernatural Research Society. Uh, it's a mouthful, I know. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we were investigating a business. And it, my job that night was to set up the, uh, the cameras. And I have the wires in my hand and Katie Turner, our lead investigator, she's a psychic medium. And all of a sudden, I just felt weird. She comes up to me. She goes, are you OK? And she sounded like she was way down the other end of the hall, like I was so far away. And I just looked at her and I shook my head. No, that's because I, I couldn't speak. She goes, something went through you. And I shook my head. Yes. She goes, I like to keep selenite crystals on me. Um, that helps keep negativity away. I hadn't even put any in my pockets at the time we're just setting up so mm -hmm. she says you need to go get your crystals you need to go now i just dropped the wires at my feet booked it for my case now you should just keep one piece on me because that's all i feel i need mm -hmm. i usually keep three pieces in my case and i grabbed all three pieces and i stuffed them in my pocket and i walked around and i said out loud whatever that was you're not allowed to communicate to me that way you don't touch me you don't try to t possess my body you these devices that we have in our hands instead of just saying um you know i don't like to just use the names of the devices we're using because if someone something we're mm -hmm. communicating might not what know what they are I just say the box that i'm holding with the lights on it you know mm -hmm. this is how you communicate you do not touch any of us you're not mm -hmm. allowed you're not allowed to come home with us so i was mm -hmm. saying you know you need to just get away from me and just and and when i get sensations like that i get tingles on the back and my back was tingling. So I'm, you know, my mom passed away. So I'm like, mom, I need you. I need all my ancestors. God, you need to be here, you know, to keep whatever mm -hmm. this is at bay. Cause I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And, um, that to me was probably the scariest of all, all the investigations we've done. I've never had that experience before or after, but it felt mm -hmm. like I was trying to be pushed away from my body. And, um, 
I wasn't, I wasn't going to let it. I got mad and I'm like, hell no, <laughs> this is mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, that was, uh, at, at later on the, at the night when the investigation was finished, Katie says, where did you go that when I was talking to you and I explained to her what happened and she saw it. She says, yeah, something tried to, to enter you and it just kept on going. It's like, yeah, cause I'm not going to let anything in. Like you need to, yeah, it was kind of freaky. I didn't even want to do the investigation because they were starting in the basement and mm-hmm. I didn't want to go in the basement and everybody's like, are you afraid? I'm like, no, it's, it's an old dirt floor and there's spiders down there and I don't like spiders. Yeah. So I just stayed behind and I, I, and I was watching the monitors um, just so I could collect my, my thoughts and my will and just sit there and just, you know, put my shield. I call them my shields. I just picture white light from within projecting mm-hmm. out to keep whatever is around me at bay. So mm-hmm. I needed every concentration, you know, every ounce of concentration I had to keep it at bay. And, um, yeah, I really didn't like that sensation and hope it never happens again. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, uh, that's amazing stuff. That's why I love doing shows. I love interviewing people. Uh, you know, when they that's very compelling. Um, your story is very compelling. Uh, it, you know, it, it's just a compelling story. It, uh, and that's why so many people like our show and like shows like yours. When people are not coming on and uh, and you know just kind of uh, you know making stuff up or mm-hmm. seeking or whatever. There's so many uh, events out there that are, are like this. When did you first become uh, interested in the paranormal uh, where you oh. knew you were going to get involved like an investigator or more seriously? I've always been interested in the paranormal. And when we moved to the Ottawa Valley, a friend of mine sent me a message on Facebook and said, hey, there's this lady looking to form an, a paranormal team. She's looking for people to, that are interested uh, why don't you send her a message? Her name's Katie Turner. I'm like, yeah, sure. So I sent mm-hmm. her a message, said, hey, I understand you're trying to put a team together. I'm very interested. She was having a meet and greet at one of the local coffee shops. So when mm-hmm. I told my husband that I was going to go meet them, he said, he looked at me, and goes, are you serious? Because we watch the TV shows, Ghost Hunters and stuff like that, right? Sure. Um, so, but I knew it, it wasn't a hundred percent like on the TV shows, but you know, I thought I'll, I'll go, I'll, to go meet the team and i said if they're a bunch of wing nuts then i'll just say thank you for the coffee it was nice meeting you you guys take care mm-hmm. well i they were a bunch of wing nuts but i stayed mm-hmm. <laughs> um great great team uh we all work well together and um i just stayed with the team and i moved away for a bit came back and i'm with the team again yeah so when you say you're with the team again you, you do that now yes have you done it? Uh, and I hope uh, I know that you'll come back on the show. I get that. Oh, you know, I'd love to. Oh, yes, for sure. I, yeah. And I had said to Paul and I've said to you and I hope to our fans out there. And, and I know, you know, some other people that I had said to you privately outside there. They are just wonderful and talented. I, I, I hope we can have uh, several of you folks uh, would grace us with, you know, being recurring guests on the show because you can't. You can't get all that you have to offer. I mean, if, you, if you're if you kind enough to offer your time or your friends are uh, with all this great stuff, this great information, the great, the, particularly your friend, Steve, I love the, his show. 13 oh, he's guys. amazing. Yes. What a beautiful. What a wonderful storyteller. Just delightful. And he has a great voice. Yeah, Paul does as well. Yes. So it's just a wonderful voice. Uh, he's a wonderful uh, poet and writer and uh, storyteller as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I hope you'll come back and, uh, you know, tell us, uh, you know, about some of your investigations, if you can. You know, I'd love to. Breaking privacy or whatever. Yeah, I, I never mention locations or names, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll try and get it out of you. <laughs> it won't <laughs> work. Paul, you were going to say something. Uh, say that again? You were going to say something, Paul. I was not. I was listening, but <laughs> I thought he was going to say something too. Maybe we were reading his thoughts. You were. He was saying, "Is is that Stan going to shut up and stop asking her all these questions?" <laughs> right, you know, Stan. Paul, what questions do you have for 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 Cat while she's here? We have a few minutes left on our show. We're over time already, but I don't. Cat, do you have a few more minutes you can spend with us? Of course, yes. What questions do you have, Paul? Cat's a fascinating guest. Thank you. 
She is. And that, that's the one I was actually going to ask was what was the weirdest thing that she ever saw. So now I have to come up with a new one. <laughs> you could say, what was the second weirdest thing? You've ever seen? <laughs> well, how, well, how, how about, how about this one? Let, let's, let's ask this with all of the paranormal investigating that you have done. What is your take and belief now on such things as the afterlife? What happens when we die, is there a God? Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? Do we just stay here? You know, wandering around as spirits, as ghosts. What, what's your thought on all of that? I definitely don't think we stay here. We do move on. Where do we go? I have no idea. Um, I've read and heard other people say that there are other realities, other dimensions that our spirits go to. Um, I don't know. That, and that's another reason why I do the investigating is because I have so many, I'm a very inquisitive person and I want to know this. Uh, you know, when we communicate with something, just because our devices are lighting up, you know, yes, you're, you're getting some kind of a response, but why are we getting a response? Who's, who's communicating with us? I just have so many, you know, where are they from? I have so many questions. Yeah, I hear you. That that's one of the reasons I'm fascinated by by it too. You know, what is it? Where do we go? What are mm -hmm. different realities? It's some of it seems to line up with our religious ideas, and much of it does not. So, the thing that go ahead. I was going to say it definitely leaves a lot of food for thought. But uh, what were you going to say? It does. No, the thing that fascinates me the most with the paranormal. Doesn't matter what culture you're from, what religion, everybody has stories of cryptids or ghosts or whatever. Everybody has them throughout history. And it just fascinates me. Why is it as, a, as humans, don't even look at religion or, or nationalities or cultures or anything, just as humans, why are we all experiencing this all around the world? There's a theory that has to do with the term called nexting. See, there's something, I bet this is new to both of you. Next thing, that if, is. I said, if I said to you, if I said one, two, what would be the next thing you'd say? Well, three, four. <laughs> right, three, four. And it's the one thing that animals don't have, but humans have. No, no one other than human beings can really practice the art of nexting. Hmm. So human beings are always thinking about the next step. Mm -hmm. The next thing, they can't visualize, uh, you know, the universe. They can't, you know, visualize the end of something. Even the caves that were the, you know, the ones in France, the famous ones. Mm -hmm. There are hand imprints on the wall that are that are on the wall, but kind of like reaching up to the heavens. Mm -hmm. And they're like next thing. Paul's waiting for me to say. There's a wonderful book called Biocentrism. It talks about the different levels of consciousness and saying that these these things that we may call the afterlife, even God itself, is really just a different state of consciousness. You know, just at the end. and when you look at it, you know, the, the all the equations of you know matter cannot be created or you know destroyed. It can't be. Your the energy that you know uh, we're formed from has to be converted into something. It mm. never disappears. No, it never disappears. It converts to other things. I think that's what we're seeing in all the cases when we're seeing it legitimately. And that's I think so, so much that we don't understand. And it's it's the next thing. It's like when science says, well, you know, you know, uh, you know the, 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 the Big Bang Theory, the universe is expanding and it will end. Now, what's on the other side at the end of the universe? <laughs> mm -hmm. There has to be. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. There is no end to think. If you if you are aware of it, then it exists. If you're your answer, it, your answers create more questions. Yeah, or you're you're you something is only real as long as you're conscious of it. And that's a that's a heavy thought, man. I, I, I probably lost a lot of viewers. They say stay in the weeds <laughs> on that, but it's not. It's a very sophisticated theory on biocentrism. Paul was going to say something. Yeah, I was just going to say that I agree with that. And they say that children and people who are dying are more susceptible or able to see those energies. And it's always been interesting to me that that's just who, you know, a lot of kids, kids, when we're growing up and we're very small, we're always seeing things, things mm -hmm. we can't explain. And 
grownups tell us, well, no, it wasn't there. It wasn't real. That didn't happen. Oh, you were dreaming. You know, one of my first memories of life, and I've, I've told this on various podcasts, but, you know, Kat doesn't know me, so this will be the first time she's hearing it. I have my first memories of life are actually being a baby in the crib. I couldn't speak. I'm laying there looking at the dresser across the room. And it was this dresser that had a piggy bank stenciled on the front of it. Hmm. And the nightlight next to the, the, um, the dresser. And I'm looking out into the room and I couldn't form words, but I'm, I'm having the feeling I want to go home. And wow. I grew up. I grew up one year old, two year old, three years old, four, you know, onward, thinking to myself, we're all from somewhere else. It's better than this place. We have it all wrong here. People don't treat one another right. I want to go home all my life hmm. and, talk, and talk about shadow people being the baby in the crib and even graduating. I remember being two, three years old in that same room. Seeing at first when I was in the crib, there would be this shadow figure next to the dresser and the shadows just out of the glow of the nightlight and it would look like someone was kind of pacing or walking and every once in a while they would kind of step toward the crib and i remember as a baby feeling very excited like you know i'm anticipation is this is someone i know they, they've come to take me back <laughs> take mm -hmm. me back and as i got older I, I remember that same shadow being being there, but sometimes coming and sitting on the foot of the bed while I was sleeping. But I was never afraid of that one. Hmm. You want you want to know why, Paul? Because that's that's a very funny thing. Uh, what you're describing is classic infantile memories, and most people have only very few of them because there's a period that your brain goes through something. It's called neural pruning, <clears throat> and it means that after about a year old, when you're about a year and a half old, and you start developing other behaviors, all those infantile memories and behaviors. They actually become pruned and they, they become discarded in your central nervous system. But some of them hang on and you have some of these memories. Uh, and that's your talk in, you know, classic, classic infantile memories that weren't pruned. I can remember as clear as, as clear as day sitting in a high chair. My mother and father were just to be amazed with. I could tell you the pattern on the tile on the floor that it was black and had like a little uh, flower on it. And they would say, how do you know that? I can remember, remember my mother, as I was sitting in the high chair, I didn't like my little hard, uh, the soft-boiled egg, and she'd cut little pieces of toast <laughs> up in little squares and call them soldiers. <laughs> and I must have been a year and a half old. I could remember my dog that, that died when I was, before I was two. And my mother says, how do you know, how do you remember Mitzi? You're describing her exactly. It's exactly what you're doing on there you know it's amazing it's amazing stuff you know what our minds are capable of you know some of sure it is and and you know the stuff that we can't explain you know we call it paranormal mm -hmm. you know jesus i didn't mean to give a big lecture i got lost <laughs> in the weeds there you guys are fascinating hey how about some closing thoughts we're closing up on an hour here this could be a five-hour show at least for me because i'm not even warmed up yet with the <laughs> questions i'd like to ask you you have been an, you've been way better than i ever expected and i expected a, an 11 on a scale of one to ten you're a delightful woman oh thank you're you so knowledgeable and kind and um, you're all the things wonderful in podcasting and in describing the paranormal i'm not blowing smoke uh, I appreciate you. that. Oh, no, you're a very talented person. What kind of closing thoughts do you have, Kat? What, what are some things that you might want to let our viewers know, our listeners? I just like to be able to, if someone has, else has encountered the short hat man, if they could contact me, because I would absolutely love to hear, especially if it's the short one like mine, I'd like to talk to other people who have had the same encounter with the same uh, being, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And how can they get in touch with you, Kat? They can send me an email at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give us a list of, or and give our listeners uh, a list of all your shows and you know any information you want them to know about that, so how they can reach you on YouTube or what? Oh yeah, um, I I generally go on Podbean. That's where I release the um, the episodes on the the last Sunday of every month at six p.m. Eastern is when I generally release it, um, and then it gets released on YouTube iTunes, Stitcher, pretty much anywheres. Uh, on every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, I'm on imdarkwaters.com. I'm on uh, radio. Oh, geez. I, there's so many, I can't remember them all. But pretty much where podcasts are, are, you, are found, you can pretty much find my show there. Fantastic. Fantastic. How about you, Paul? What, what do you have going on, man? What do you want to promote? Not a thing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> well, people can catch me on the Spirit Side podcast, and that is everywhere as well. The Stitcher, iTunes, everywhere that the uh, pet podcast platforms that are popular, I'm there. They can catch me on YouTube, Paul James Caden, the Spirit Side, or they can drop me an email at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. Anything else, Paul? Any other uh, books or poems or anything else that you're doing? You're always doing so many things. Well, I'm currently writing a book, but that's that's kind of going slow at the moment. Um, you know, right now, no, Stan, I have nothing else to promote. <laughs> well, no, it's all it's all good stuff. And uh, if if anybody wants to put up with more of my uh, my stuff, you can catch me. Uh, it's usually six times a week, uh, sometimes five, but five to six times a week, you can catch my show. Just thinking which is all things uh, that are going through my mind and probably yours. Uh, It ranges all the way from things political to funny stories to the irreverent, uh, everything you can kind of think of that uh, is going on in the world and some productive stuff too. I also have a feature that comes along with that now. It's something new and very well received called Your Daily Awakening. Uh, That's something that is uh, really nice in a little five or six minute show just for you to help you bypass all the psycho babble and get on with some good things in your life, you know? So, uh, and if you want to catch me, uh, you can catch me on Twitter at S Wangland, or you can give me an email or a shout out at S Wangland. That's S W A N G L U N D at gmail.com. Most of all, I know I'm speaking for everybody here. We want to really thank you for listening to the show. And I know, uh, this show as well as cats, I'm sure has a wide, wide audience. Uh, we're heard in a, in a, and a number of countries uh, all over, and the show is uh, building every week. So thanks for uh, enjoying the show. Thanks, Kat, for being on the show. I hope you had a nice time. And oh, I had you... a great time. Are you going to come back? Of course. Well, good. <laughs> you know, I, I, I hope you'll, you'll, you'll come back many, many times. Uh, I want to do that stuff, the campfire tales. Yes, with Steve. Yes. Steve Stockton. Yep. Yes. But listen, I'm going to sign off for now. Anybody have any special thoughts they want to send out there one last time? This is it. I'd just like to say if anybody is interested in being on my show, if you've had any paranormal experiences, doesn't matter if it's cryptids, UFOs, aliens, ghosts, the hat man, whatever, um, and you're interested in being on my show to talk about it, just drop me an email. Again, it's paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. Well, fantastic. And, and I wish I had my theremin music all geared up to sign out with it. But it'll be for the next time as a treat for all of you. <laughs> so, good night, guys. And thanks for listening, folks. Good night, gentlemen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The People Under the Stairs. If you would like to reach out to the host of this show, please feel free to email Paul at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. That's nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. And if you would like to reach out to Stan, please feel free to go over to his Twitter page and give him a follow at S. Wangland. That's at S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D. Or feel free to email him at swangland at gmail.com. That's at swangland at gmail.com. And please continue to check out all the new episodes of The People Under the Stairs every Wednesday and every Sunday on The Reality Check Podcast Network. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. 
and it's attacking your peace of mind. <sighs> it's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. From the kids to Aunt Sue, keep your whole family connected on all their devices with crowd-pleasing gig-speed internet from Xfinity. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Learn more about gig speed internet or other popular plans now with even more speed. Enjoy faster downloads and a better streaming experience today. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for a great offer. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there.